This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 14. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Liam Dempsey. And I'm Tara Clays. Today we're joined by Dave Kiss, who tells us a Google search for information about how to program led him down a decade-long wormhole into WordPress. Hello, Dave. Hey, guys. How's it going? Fantastic, Dave. Thanks for joining us here today. Really appreciate it. Uh, We're excited to get to know you a little bit. Spend a few minutes telling us about yourself, if you would, where you are, what you do, and what's uh, what's moving you ahead these days. Yeah, sure thing. So... um... As you guys know, and as I'd like everybody to know, my name is Dave, and I am a full-stack programmer. Uh, I've been doing, or I guess, writing code for the past 10 years or so now, and I never really meant to do that. I kind of got into it on accident. I um, went to school for video production, and I thought I was going to be the next uh, you know, Star Wars guy or, or something like that. Um, but I found that carrying around those... 70 pound cameras and working 16, 70, 17 hour days wasn't really for me. So I decided that uh, maybe I should start looking elsewhere for what was, uh, what was fulfilling to me. So I kind of just got into, um, well, I always really liked spending time on the computer and um, AOL was a big thing for me back in the days when it was 2.0, 2.5. I love chatting online. And so I thought maybe I would get started um, building some websites. And so and I wanted to show off some of the videos that I was making on my own site anyway, so I tried to figure out how to put all the videos that I was making online, and it turned out that um, I actually really liked the fact that nobody was bothering me when I was getting my work done, and I liked the kind of logical uh, picking apart things and trying to figure out how they worked. So uh, the more time that I spent doing it, the more I realized that I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and so here we are, 10 years later, and um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I kind of fell into this role but I don't know how we got here yeah well so you've taught yourself have you taught yourself everything you know yeah everything's self-taught um I mean it's obviously not just because of me it's because everybody else and the ability to just google something long enough to figure out how how everything works and watch enough youtube videos and now uh, we get to the point where if you do it long enough you eventually get good at it so uh, that's where we are now so tell us a little bit about your business and what you do to make a living with WordPress and your programming skills. Sure thing. So um, I guess when I first started off, I was just doing client work for other sites and any kind of work that came my way, um, I would take on and just kind of try to get things done for the client. But I realized after doing that for a year or two that I wasn't really getting a whole lot of satisfaction out of it. And I wanted to um, really figure out why that was. And I think it really comes down to the fact that I never really got into this work just to do work for other people. I got into it because I was interested in building and I, I really liked the satisfaction of seeing my ideas come to life and creating. And so instead of working for a client, I decided to start building some of my own products and plugins and ideas and, and have those come to life. And I think, I mean, it definitely took a while, but after doing that for a couple of years, eventually um, I started selling some plugins online and it got to the point where um, it became a sustainable business model. So eventually, after doing that long enough, um, 
I uh, made enough sales to go off on my own. And so that's now my full-time gig is just uh, doing product sales online. Tell us about some of the products that you offer. Sure. So uh, the main product that I sell is called Vimeography, and it's a uh, Vimeo integration for WordPress that allows you to show all of your Vimeo videos on your WordPress site. So again, that kind of naturally goes back to my video production background and I guess what I was interested in before this whole life that I'm living now. Um, and so uh, that is kind of the main flagship thing, but I'm also really interested in teaching and sharing what I've learned along the way because that's the only way that I've gotten to the point of where I am now, I guess. So um, I am moving forward, really interested in doing online courses and writing tutorials and sharing everything I've learned along the way as well. That's great. Tell us a little bit about success. It sounds like you tried client work and that was something that wasn't a great fit for you and that you found product development to be something more satisfying. We like to talk on this show about how people define success for themselves, whether it's in their professional life, their personal life, the combination of the two. How do you how do you think about success? Yeah, that's such a, a big question, right? And it's something that we always want to make sure that we're on track for. Um, and I kind of, I like to think about it, at least for me, um, I like to see how can I enable others to become the people that they want to become rather than just think about what I want to become. And so I try to think about the ways that I can do that. And I think for me, I like to teach and I like to share everything that I've learned along the way. Um, and I like to build products and build solutions that help other people achieve their personal goals. So uh, for me, that's building those um, that Vimeo integration that allows other people to build their own portfolios. And then I'm also working on this uh, learning system as well to help other people share the information that they they possess. So uh, I, I really like to just enable other people to, to get to the point um, where they want to be. Dave, I think that that approach of tying your definition of success to the ability to empower others to succeed is is really impressive. And I think it's very much a part of the WordPress community. And I can see that, uh, you know, why, why, why you're doing so well is if your default position is, how can I make you better? Even if they're not clients in a services way that you didn't really like doing, but it's a, they're clients in a, they're using your product. That's, that's just a great way to, to view successes. Cause it's not around, you know, it's not around money. It's not around sales. It's not around any kind of, uh, business metric, but rather I want to make you a better a better person, a better whatever you're trying to be. I want to make you better. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, of course. And I, I really believe that that value should always become, uh, sorry, should always come before your profits. And uh, the profit, I mean, that, that kind of stuff comes if you put enough heart and effort into it. And that, and that, but that should never be your primary focus. It should be about providing as much value, value as possible for your clients or customers. Yeah, I agree with that in in the sense that if if you do the work and you put your heart into it and you pay attention to what you're doing, the money will be there. Uh, maybe not all the time, maybe not every day, but at some level it's going to be there. And if it's not there, it's probably because you're doing it wrong or yeah. we're doing it wrong. So, so that is great. That a great. What a great outlook. Thank you. Of course. So it sounds like the evolution of your development skills um, have brought you into helping others with that what kind of in what ways are you reaching out and helping are you on the forums or when you talk about helping others tell us a little bit about how you do that and where you do that 
Sure. So uh, I guess as, as somebody that's been writing code for as long as I have been, um, it's really easy to get into a very complex topic. And, and um, as soon as I learn something, what I've, what I've found to be the most effective way to communicate that to somebody else is to do it as soon as you learn it. So I will, I will read something in an article for an hour and I'll figure it out on one day. And after all my bumping around and all my errors, I try to share that back with the community as quickly as possible because I remember what it was like to just have learned that. Whereas if, if I try to teach that five or 10 years later to somebody that's just getting started off, I might forget some of the search terms that I was using or the words or the, even the questions that I had at the time. And so I like to try to communicate that as quickly as possible. So I will learn something one day and then write an article about it the next day and try to uh, communicate in the ter same terms that I was thinking at the time. Um, I also, I'm, I've been building courses online for about six months or so. And I have, uh, it's the same principle where I'll learn something and as soon as it, it becomes really comfortable and rock solid for me, I wanna put it in a format that makes it easy for other people to also consume that information. So I've been working on, there's a um, JavaScript course uh, for WordPress that I've been working on for the past, uh, I don't know, three or four months or so that I hope to get out later this year because I know that that's kind of a big topic that's coming up here in the WordPress world. So, uh, but yeah, it's usually just try to learn something one day and share it the next. I like that. I've also found that if you do that, then it also helps ingrain it in your head and then you have a reference to go back to as well, right? So you're, you're kind of, you're keeping a, a journal of your own path. Totally. Yeah. It's, it's almost embarrassing how many times I watch my own tutorials and read my own articles. So <laughs> you think I'd remember by now. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I think I'd remember by now. You know what? I, I, I got to just type in and, and, and say that I really like, aside from just keeping the knowledge fresh in your head. I think the context around which you were trying to figure out that new technology or that new bit of code and also the frustration that comes with not knowing it yet and, and being able to to keep that in mind as you're writing a tutorial. Like, oh yeah, I remember this part was really challenging and you know the documentation that's out there about there now kind of describes it in this vague or in my opinion, unhelpful kind of way. So I want to describe it in this other way. and. That's really great. I think that 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 contextual learning, while it's still fresh in your mind, and and when you still remember that it is hard, right? You hadn't been doing it for fifteen years or ten years or five years. Like, oh yeah, that's easy. Here's how you do it. Exactly. Like, well, it wasn't always. Right. And so when I run into those frustrations, I'll actually type out and make a note of the frustrating thing about it, and how do I turn that into like a headline on the article, basically? Yeah. Like stuck on this. Here's how you fix it, kind of thing. Uh, but yeah. but really, those frustrating points are kind of the highlights of uh, all the stuff that I share. That sounds that sounds great. When you're learning things and teaching yourself things, talk a little bit about. I'm going to use the word imposter syndrome because I feel that way sometimes. But when you're when you're learning and how how. How do you face the challenge of being sure of your of your code and um, I guess sharing your information, knowing that it's good code? Um, what kind of challenge do you face in that arena? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, so imposter syndrome is very real, right? And especially for somebody that doesn't have a computer science degree and is, I'm not like a professional. I don't ever expect to be, you know, an employee of Facebook or Google or anything like that. Um, but I do think that because of that syndrome existing, a lot of people are just, they just have this fear 
of sharing uh, what they even believe in or what they think they know. Um, and so I just kind of at least bypasses that where um, if I learn something and I think that this is the right way to do it. In fact, one of my free online courses that I have available right now, uh, it's the way that I learned it. And I bet there's somebody that's smarter than I am that could watch that course and say, hey, you kind of did this a little bit differently than I might have done it. Uh, but I don't let that affect me because I think that a lot of what we know and what we feel mostly comfortable about covers kind of the 80% of what is important to know about any given topic. And that 80% is extremely valuable for somebody that is just getting started. So I always just try to think about it that way where uh, don't let that last uh, 5% of imperfection prevent you from actually getting something out or um, sharing information with somebody else because all of that other 95% is way more important. That's a great perspective. I really appreciate that. Can you talk a little bit about the other challenges or what you would say is your biggest challenge in what you're doing and in the path that you've followed and how you've overcome it or how you're working on overcoming it? Sure. Yeah. The biggest challenge that I've faced um, for probably three years or so now is hiring. And um, there's a couple, I think, corners to that and why I'm struggling with it. Um, but some of the main points for that is, A, it's just really hard to find incredibly talented people that aren't already doing what they're super interested in and in love with. And it's also very incredibly hard to compete with the likes of Amazon or, or Microsoft or Facebook when, when you're at a certain level because of the benefits that they can offer and um, all of the, the pay and all of that. So um, I, I think what I need to find and what a lot of people that are hiring at a certain lower scale might need to find is the ability to offer other value to potential employees that isn't necessarily just, you know, amazing benefits and, you know, we watch your dog and you get free food all the time. But um, the fact that, hey, I can empower you to, uh, if you want to learn how, how to grow a plugin from zero sales to uh, 100 sales a month, I can teach you how to do that sort of thing. I can share what's worked for me and what hasn't worked for me. I can share one-on-one uh, -on -one why I'm writing my code the way that I am and really just have a, a meaningful relationship rather than just, hey, you work for me, get this done, and I'll, uh, I'll give you a banana for lunch or whatever. Uh, I'd prefer yeah. if you just keep an eye on my dog, please. Yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, that's not a bad benefit to offer. I, I don't know if I can, <laughs> I can do that. I already have two of my own, so. But your, your point around creating a, a culture and a climate and a, and a milieu where employees and colleagues feel valued, feel cherished, feel an opportunity to be challenged, to be educated, to grow, I think really is a huge value. And we spend so much time at work, right? You know, anywhere from 20 to 80 hours a week, depending on the week, that uh, to, to have it not be a place that we look forward to going is... Uh, well, it can be really problematic, can it? can be really challenging for our wider lives. So that 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 you're trying to hone in on that as a as a value for for joining you uh, in your company is great. I think that's uh, really insightful. Yeah, I think one of the things, and I'm not sure if this is the best analogy, but um, there's this idea of having a home away from home, right? Where if you're uh, on vacation or you're in another city, there's somebody that can make you just as comfortable as if you were in your own place. I kind of like in that. Or, or I like the idea of having a work away from your work where it's the same idea where if, if you are interested in a certain thing professionally, well, when you're at your job, you should 
still feel like you're being cultivated and surrounded with those things that you love professionally. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a note of that. Work away from work. I like that. You heard it her first, folks, from Dave Kiss. Work <laughs> yeah. away from work. Trademark. Copyright. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Dave, within within the, the plug-in business that you're growing and your work to find reliable, professional, capable uh, team members, uh, you've talked about the, the, the biggest challenge uh, that you've been facing. But what's the, what's the single most important thing that you can do to achieve that success or maintain that success that, that you talked about earlier where bringing value and empowering others is what drives you forward? Um, I think the most important thing you can do is wake up and drink a cup of coffee and get going. Um, but while that is super important to me, but, um, I think that the ability to just kind of break down your big goal into incredibly, incredibly small pieces and just take one step at a time. I think it's really, really difficult to, or sorry, really easy to look at your big picture goal and have that become very difficult to accomplish because it just seems so overwhelmingly huge. But I believe in just building tiny, taking one step at a time. So a lot of times I'll only write up to, you know, hundred lines of code a day or so, and I'll call that a win. Um, and as long as I'm taking these steps forward and, um, accomplishing small tasks, eventually the bigger thing will come. Um, and those small tasks kind of layer on top of one another, but yeah, you got to start, Building your Lego castle with just one Lego, you can't just uh, you know put the whole thing out of the box. Well, they probably do sell kits out of the box or whatever now, but um, I believe in if you're going to build this from the ground up, you have to start one step at a time. Yeah, and it sounds like you love what you do. I can hear that you're passionate about all, about your products and about helping other people and having employees. How do you balance that with your life? I believe you are, uh, in quotes, a digital nomad, if I'm correct on that. Uh, and so how do you balance your work life with hobbies or having fun or doing things that aren't work? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, I was traveling for the past six months or so. Um, and that kind of, that was interesting experience because it kind of forced, forced me to, um, I mean, I'm in a place that I've never been before and I don't know anybody there. So it required me to you know, really rely on the things that I did know, which I was traveling with my wife and our, my dog. And so uh, it required uh, really focusing on those things that are important to you and making sure that you're spending that time where it needs to be. Uh, but I also, just in general, even when I'm not traveling, um, I just believe in being completely present wherever you are. And um, I also think that this whole 40 hour work week thing is completely overblown and unnecessary and antiquated. And so, like I said before, I, some days I'll only write a hundred lines of code and I'll call that a day and not because I don't want to work for the day, but because I think there's this incredibly important balance that we need to really dial in to figure out, um, well, how much work is actually enough work for a given day and how productive, how productive can you be in an eight or nine hour day? Uh, there's a lot of statistics on that. And so if you can just find those hours that you can really dial in and do your best work, I think you can use the rest of the hours to dial in and do your best personal life. Also in code writing, uh, you are finding yourself most likely solitary. So 
what kind of community involvement do you have or how do you um, interact with others when you're writing hundreds of lines of code in a day? I know that can get kind of lonely and isolating. Absolutely. Um, yeah, community is incredibly important for this. And so I'm a, a member of several Slack teams that have kind of kept me probably too distracted throughout the day. Uh, but I also participate in a lot of local meetup groups and even not local. When I was traveling, I spoke at the, um, we were in Tucson, Arizona. I spoke at the Tucson WordPress meetup group and uh, it's really easy to do. You can just reach out and find everybody's contact information and say, Hey, I would love to meet who's in this community. I would love to help out and share uh, my experiences with the travel. Uh, when, how can we set this up? Uh, but yeah, I believe, it, especially if you aren't traveling and you're just having your local community to participate there and really get to know the people around you that also have a uh, similar background or similar goals. And the meetup groups really, and speakers in general, while you know the topic and the content of the talk uh, might be interesting, it's really just an excuse to get like-minded people together and, and share what you know with one another and have a good time. So uh, participating in local meetup groups and uh, even remote meetup groups is a really great way to complement your uh, solitary confinement <laughs> during the day of code. Absolutely, they are. Absolutely. Dave, I want to go back to the work-life balance that you had mentioned, and uh, some days you'll just write 100 lines of code and call it a day. I want to explore, well, let me start by saying that that I think that's a fantastic way to approach it, and and that there, there is this balance and tying our, our work week to a specific number seems you know, somewhat uh, antiquated at the very least. But tell me a little bit about, if you can, what is your thought process? How do you decide when it's been a successful work day and that's enough? And, and I don't mean like maybe you have an appointment at two, so you have to leave early, but when there is nothing else technically drawing you away from work, how do you, how do you approach that? What's your thought process? Yeah, so I'm probably the uh, least organized person that you might ever meet. Um, so in terms of a plan, I have like I have these future plans. I have these ten-year plans, and I try to break that down in in as many different increments as possible. So okay, if I want to be at X at ten years, uh, how can I break that down so that in nine years it gets me ninety percent there, in eight years eighty percent there, but continue that granularity all the way down to in one year and in six months and in three months and in one week. And so I try to just think about all these little things that can layer on top of one another. And in a day, there's not a whole lot that you can just, you know, hammer out in one single day that's going to get you to that 10-year goal. So if you can just figure out what are those small steps that you can call a win, um, whether that is you implement one feature or you solve one bug fix, or you, you know, answer 10 customer support tickets. Um, those are all things that I feel good about moving forward that are going to get me closer to that 10-year goal, and, or even the three-month goal or the one-week goal. And once I start, you know, considering maybe those two or three wins throughout the day, um, I, that's a good day for me. And so I try to think about what are those one, two, three things that I can do today or that I can solve today that's going to make everything else irrelevant or much easier to deal with. And if I can pick up those two or three wins a day, that's that's a really positive thing. I love the goal setting. I think that's a, an important thing to do when you are working for yourself. It's very hard to be mindful of it sometimes. Have you, have you 
learned this skill on your own? Do you follow blogs or or business um, blogs and information to learn about setting those goals, or is this something that you've done on your own? Oh no, I, I, yeah, I mostly get people to yell at me and tell me that I'm doing things wrong. That's like the only <laughs> way I ever learn anything. Um, yeah, so I have a, a, a kind of a mentor, a business coach that helps me with some of this stuff too. And we get on weekly phone calls, which I think is just always incredibly important to talk with other people and reflect on, um, is this the right step for my business? And is this the right thing that I should be working on this month? Um, just getting that sort of feedback. And then, yeah, I mean, books can help for sure. I'm, I'm not that great at finishing books. A lot of times I'll kind of skim through and pick up different parts. Um, but I think that really just communicating and reflecting is kind of the biggest takeaway for me. Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's great that you have a, a mentor or a coach who's helping you work through some of this. Uh, that leads me to a question that we ask everyone on the podcast, which is uh, to talk a little bit about the most important advice that you've received that you can share with us. Yeah, I think uh, it would probably go back to uh, what I was talking about just a minute ago, which is what are the what are the things today or the one thing or the two things today that you can do that just makes everything else irrelevant or easier, specifically in terms of your goals? So a lot of times I, I always call them these project sandcastles where my mind just goes from one idea to the next and I want to build this thing and then I get this other idea going and the third idea and then if by the time I look back to that first sandcastle the waves kind of come and knocked it knocked it down knocked it over so I have to go over to that one and start fixing it up and then the third one starts to fall over the wind blows it away and so we none of these ever really get actually done and my focus is just all over the place but if I can think about okay what's the one thing that I can do today that these other castles aren't even really going to matter for my personal goals uh, then just do that. Like, why am I wasting all this time just jumping between all these different projects when it ultimately isn't getting me closer to, I guess, what I've been calling my arrow or my future, my future self of what I want, want what I want to be in the life that I want to live. Um, so what is that thing for you and, and how can you implement it so that everything else becomes easier? You sound very organized to me. You, you, you said that you were not organized, but it sounds to me, at least in your thoughts, that you're very organized. I think the sandcastle visual is fabulous. I, uh, I talk about rabbit holes a lot. I think that in the kind of work that we do, whether it's emails or a bug that you have to solve right away, we go down these rabbit holes all the time. But I think that sandcastles is a, is a really appropriate analogy for what we do, how, how we deal with issues every day. Yeah, I would agree. So I think we're just about out of time, Dave, and it's been great having you on the show. Can you tell us where people can find you? Uh, websites, emails, social media? Absolutely. Yeah, I am Dave Kiss just about everywhere. So Dave Kiss on Twitter, DaveKiss.com. You can email me, Dave, at DaveKiss.com. Um, and I'm also uh, I'm just sharing information about developing on WordPress, so feel free to get at me if you have any questions or if you're interested in learning more specifically about uh, WordPress plugin development. Dave, thanks so much for joining us today. It's been an absolute pleasure pleasure to, to chat with you. And, and yeah, I, I love your, your, your visions of sandcastles, your arrow. I love it. It's just it's very descriptive. It's very unique. And it's uh, very powerful to get a sense of, of how you go about achieving your success. Thank you so much for sharing uh, your thoughts and wisdom with us today. Of course. Thank you for having me. 
Thank you. Appreciate your time. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.